0: It's a world of laughter, a world of tears, a world of hope, and a world
1: of fears. (laughs) Is that your least favorite ride? So, funny that you say that. Um, This was the first trip in Lemke family history that It's a Small World was not ridden. You did ride It's a... Well, I mean, your weekend was so
0: packed. It was. Like... Top to bottom, like I and I've told you this before, like when we take Avery to Disney World, I'm coming to the Limkey Travel Agency. Yeah, I planned this. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, did Crystal post like the posted wait times versus what you guys actually waited? Yeah, like that. Fantastic.
1: Yeah, it was. I think the most that we waited was the night of the Halloween party that we went to. Which anticipated. Yeah. So, and we came home with 15 pounds of candy. Um, it was... We just had so much fun. It was much needed. Um, our, By the way, yeah. so I've known you, I mean, since fourth grade. Yep.
0: Okay. Been close since like our sophomore year of college. Right. I don't know if I've ever seen a more attractive picture of you than that one where, like, you and Crystal are standing, like, it's, like, nighttime, and you're standing, like, right by the cat. Like, oh, yeah. you look good. You know, like, I mean look good. You, Disney you. looks good on you, like, yeah. is all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, well, with that, we have to start. You, know, I made you promise. Yeah. Before we get into football, yeah. the Limpke top five. From the Epcot food thing.
1: Yeah, the that, food that and you, wine festivals. Yes. Okay. So the
0: top five foods. number okay. we'll, we'll go Bottom.
1: five to one. Okay. Yes, number five. Number five is a dessert. Okay. It was a creme brulee Ooh. with berry puree. Absolutely. Fantastic. France, I'm assuming. Yeah, it was okay. from France. Okay. It was, oui, oui, more than me. Yes. Okay. Very good. Um Number four would be the, just, I know this is going to sound plain Jane, but it was a mac and cheese with this panko breadcrumb and like a little bit of spicy seasoning on it. From where? It was just called, this booth, it was called Mac and Eats. Okay. So not every booth is around the world. There's okay, some, some like, are just food specialties. Yeah, there was okay. one like the saucy swine where it was like oh, hello uh, the one the, the worst thing of the fest and this was a bummer for me because i was really excited to try it was um, pork rinds with a pimento cheese dipping sauce okay we're getting towards augusta time now and the the pork rinds were literally like paper Ooh. it just not cooked right not it was not right. very good um number 3 mm. is the poco de cow it is a Brazilian cheese bread, and okay. Josh, when I say it's cheese bread, it is bread crust and inside all cheese. Okay, the one of the coolest like cheese breads I've ever experienced. So my aunt
0: lived in Brazil. Yeah. I'll have to ask her.
1: Like, hey, did you Boco have de the gawa? Okay. I don't like. However. Very,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know Fado <coughs> Portuguese, right? See. <Si>, si. <laughs> uh so we've had the creme brulee. Yep. We've had the mac and cheese. Yep. We've had the cheese
1: bread. Yes. The runner up. The runner I oh yes, the runner up was the beer, cheese, bacon soup from Canada. Now everyone yeah. says, hold up, you're in Florida, it's eighty eight degrees. Why are you eating soup? Yeah, but good soup it the best good soup soup. I've ever had. And it came with a pretzel bun Ooh, to dip in. Yes, So good. And then the number one thing... The grand champion of the world. Was the filet mignon from the... Also from the Canada booth with a butter truffle like sauce and caramelized mushrooms. Folks, he wins the weekend. That was... I mean, come we, on now. We had... They're they're like you know not very big. They were like eight bucks a piece. I think we had one or two per day. I mean, I could not argue M- that. melt in your mouth. And there were so many other good things, but that, that we tried. Yeah. Like there, and you you know me better than anyone. You I'm, you, you know. are a
0: chicken fingers, like, Real ground cheese. beef. Yes. like your Burgers. stretch of like food. <laughs> like like we go to a Mexican restaurant. Some people like fajitas. Some people like burritos. Chris says, uh, "Can I have three all ground beef tacos with just cheese and sour cream, please?" Yep, that's but, correct. But like you branched out. Yeah, we did. Probably no better place to branch out than Disney. Oh, no, it
1: was fun. It was um, a blast.
0: Looked like the weather was fantastic. No rain, eighty time. degrees
1: every day. My
0: principal was on the Atlantic coast up in Vero Beach, uh-huh. and he was like, "Yeah, like this is some of the best Florida weather we've ever had yep. on fall break." So, um. An interesting week of football that we now have to break down. Um, Speaking of breakdown, I'm going to have one. I'm going to have one. Like, it, it is to the point now, Christian, where today I was talking with one of the teachers at school, and they simply said, I've never seen you like this. So we will <laughs> we, I will explore. I'm
1: excited
0: for in this. our rivalry round table, but like I think first things first, rest in peace Uncle Phil for real. Um after we had already recorded the CMC trade last week. Um I probably shook the football world. Yes. There a little bit. Um but I think a trade that in all honesty makes sense for both teams. Yeah. The the Panthers know that they're not going to be competitive. Their chances of re-signing him are slim to none. Because even like whatever you could give him, it's not going to leave you with enough to re-sign a team around him. The 49ers need another weapon. I think just a trade that makes sense for both sides. Yeah, and
1: I think it was a really nice trade for, you know, both parties. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Hold on. Correct. So uh, quick shout
0: out, um, Papa Russ and uh, Cindy's Titan, Cindy, um, went to uh, Bowling Green over fall break to see my brother, uh, my beautiful niece, and my sister-in-law. And so ski is a, it's a little bit like not as sweet Mountain Dew type Can I just, I want to smell it. Yes, yes, you can smell it. It does. It smells like Mountain Dew, but it it's more of an
1: orangey Correct. flavor. It,
0: I love this soda. Yeah, you cannot find it north of like Lexington, Kentucky. Okay, like you can't. So they went. They brought Avery back a gift or something yesterday, and they dropped off three bottles of ski for me. So it, shout out Papa Russ and Cindy's Titans. That's right.
1: The little ski ski there. But- it's just the best thing ever. Um. But yeah, I think. What the 49ers have done is put themselves in a really good position to compete now. Um, You add CMC to go along with Debo, to go along with George Kittle. That offense now becomes dynamic. Um, The defense in San Francisco is fantastic as well. Um, I think the Panthers are just, you know, with the trade of Robbie Anderson, with the trade of CMC, you have a team now that is in full mid-season rebuild mode. Like, there's rebuilding a team, and there is gutting a team. And what the Carolina Panthers have done, they've gutted uh, Christian McCaffrey going to F- San Francisco. Is he going to be the fantasy football player that he was in Carolina? I'm going to say probably not. Just because there's more there. <gasps> right. If that I mean, because you have Debo...
0: And you have all these other weapons. You have George Kittle there. Yeah, Ayuk. Ayuk. I mean, you even have Jeff Wilson, who's who has been their leading rusher to this point. Um, but I look, and it's a weapon that is needed. I mean, obviously, back, and we'll get into the Patty Mahomes. Like they they ran into a little bit of a buzzsaw. Yeah. But a little bit of a skid there for the Niners. They're looking for something to shake up. Um, Going into a very manageable stretch for them. At L.A., that'll be essentially a home game. They have a bye week. Chargers at home, Cardinals at home, Saints at home, Dolphins at home, Tampa at home. Like, that is a stretch. Like, they do not play a road game from November 13th, or actually from October 30th, until December 15th. Wow. The San Francisco 49ers do not play road game. And one of those road games on October 30th is L.A. That's going to be a home game for them anyway. Right. With the crowd there. And then their next home game is Seattle. So they don't have any more cross-country trips. Right. Everyone comes in. So if I'm sitting here and I'm the Niners I'm, and I'm looking at this schedule, realistically, you should win. It. I, I don't see another loss on this schedule the rest of the way for the Niners.
1: Right. I I truly don't. And I, again, at the beginning of the season, I said I really like the 49ers. That was my, you know, pick to win the NFC West, kind of like my Arizona Cardinals from last year, right? Now, all of a sudden, they pick up CMC. Now, do we call the 49ers the team to beat in this division right now? Well, I think...
0: It's important to look at like who teams have to play. This game on Sunday with the Rams and the Niners is incredibly important because I think whoever wins this is going to have that leg up. Right. Because you look truly the Rams schedule isn't that hard going back through. At Tampa tough. Maybe. Not maybe not. Arizona, New Orleans, Kansas City. New Orleans and Kansas City, both on the road. Seattle, Vegas, Green Bay. That's a win. Denver, LA, Seattle, the rest of the way. So, both teams have very manageable schedules. It's really kind of turning into a, hey, who wants to actually win this division?
1: Yeah, because if we sat here in our preseason show... And said that the Seattle Seahawks would be leading this division leading into Week 8. We would have told each other we were crazy. crazy, insane, crazy. And now you sit here and you look and the Seattle Seahawks are leading this division that we all thought was going to be one of the toughest divisions in football. Which now all of a sudden... Is it's just not. It's not, and it's also just like the most wild card division in football because you don't know who you're gonna get out of Arizona every week, you don't know what you're gonna get out of LA every week, the 49ers are kind of hit or miss, and the Seahawks all of a sudden are the team that is scoring points like no other. I think the next three weeks for the
0: Seahawks are very important. Giants, Cardinals, Bucks. Yeah. I if they can go two and one. Through that stretch, we can. Then you set up Vegas Rams, Carolina Niners, Chiefs, Jets, Rams. Like that is a
1: tough end of the schedule, but again, you're in position. It's in your hands. Yep, it is in your hands. And you couldn't really ask for anything else if you're from Seattle, like a fan of Seattle or a Seattle football player. This is a position you guarantee you you did not think you would be in, and now all of a sudden you have a chance. To compete for this division crown in the NFC West. Speaking of competing. Is the... Like...
0: The, are the Bucks done? I mean, and, the, the, and the, the crazy thing- part is... They're technically in first place.
1: Blech.
0: They're three and four. They're in first place. But,
1: like... Blech. They got worked... On Sunday. I... So, it was really funny because I was in Disney on Sunday. I was in Epcot. And there were so many people wearing Buccaneers gear. And at... So, it was 1 o'clock when the games kicked off. Which was, again, I'm just... So weirded out that a game could start at one o'clock. Like, like, you're so used to the I'm noon so, kickoffs. Yeah, I'm so used to noon kickoffs and I'm like, why is there why am I not getting updates at noon? <laughs> oh, they don't start till one because I'm on the Eastern time zone. And it was hilarious because at three o'clock they look every look on those people's faces looked like they were just absolutely sick to their stomach. And I was I and I was like, what is going on? And I didn't even know, like, I was just looking at people and I was like, you know what, maybe I need to check this Bucks score. <laughs> and I looked and I'm like, oh my gosh. The Bucks are getting torched by Carolina. And the Bucks were basically non-existent on the offensive side of the ball. I am telling you, Josh, ever since this whole thing with Tom Brady's divorces, we are seeing the end of. Of greatness. We are watching it. He should have stayed retired. He should have. And the best of his career is now officially done. I think he's seeing it for himself. And I think he is too much of a macho man to just retire. I think he's going to finish the year out. And I'm going to tell you right now, Josh, if he is divorced... There's zero percent chance he retires next season. Because he'll go somewhere. Right. Because he's like, now how stupid am I gonna look if I ruin a marriage over one football season? Well, and like you look the last two weeks, he's been beaten by Mitchell Trubisky
0: and PJ Walker. Yeah. Like I those are the quarterbacks who are beating him. Yeah. Like it's not yet, yeah, alright, he's already lost to Aaron Rodgers. He's already lost to Patrick Mahomes. But I, this team just
1: yeah. seemingly is nowhere. Nope. And you really look at his stat lines, and it's almost like once he gets even close to the red zone, they haven't been able to capitalize. Um, for the last two weeks, they've been kicking field goals, and they haven't been putting the ball in the end zone. And the amount of weapons that the Buccaneers have, there's no excuse That they are not scoring touchdowns. Mike Evans. Chris Godwin. Leonard Fournette. Those are... Julio Jones when he's healthy. Look at the weapons you have. You have to be able to score touchdowns. I mean, they were shut out in the first half. I mean,
0: they did not score until well into the fourth quarter. Right. Like, this team is just... And again, like you said, I... Don't really understand how. I mean, Brady's line 32 of 49, 290 yards. He's throwing for 300 yards. Right. And they just—they cannot seem to get the ball in the end zone. I mean, overall, the Bucks had 322 yards, no turnovers, and 17 first downs.
1: Yep. Not good enough. But
0: again, they play in such a bad division that... Well, you can be 3 and 4 and you're still sitting in first place. It's interesting. Tom Brady's teams have not been a game under 500 this far into an NFL season in over two decades. Like think right. about that. For 20 straight years this guy has been the definition of dominant. And I think we're seeing that ah maybe this team is no longer the force that we thought they were. Right. Um a team who Boy, you want to talk about an absolute statement win was the Kansas City Chiefs this week. Yep. I mean, going into Santa Clara, they just waxed yep. the 49ers in that second half.
1: Yeah, and I I watched the highlights of that game. And again, this is kind of weird this week just not watching all of these games live like I normally do. But when I watched the highlights of these games, the one thing that stuck out the most to me with the Kansas City-San Francisco game was the fact that Mahomes basically did whatever he wanted to do against a San Francisco defense that is very good against the pass. They're very good at pressuring the quarterback, and he has 423 yards. And finally, Juju Smith-Schuster has a game that everybody was hoping he would have on a consistent basis of 124 yards receiving. You know, McCole Hardman had three touchdowns. Huge game for for Pat, Patrick Mahomes. Huge game for Kansas City. Um, if, is this an uh-oh game for the rest of the NFL?
0: For Kansas City? I mean, you look. Essentially, all right, so Kelsey had 98 yards. But three 100-yard receivers with Juju, MVS, and Travis Kelsey. You I Isaiah Pacheco is becoming a weapon for this team that no one foresaw. Yeah. You have McCole Hardman with two rushing touchdowns and a receiving like again what I like people need to explain to me. How do you stop this offense unless like the only team here recently who's really been able to slow them down has been the Buffalo Bills. Right. I mean this offense, since whatever that was against the Colts, are scoring at least 30 points a game. I I don't know how you stop this offense.
1: Yeah. And, again, you're now seeing a Kansas City offense that's really starting to come together. Um, I mean, for, you had... Uh, MBS had a big game. And, again, I love... it. I get a kick out of MVS because my buddy Joe used to say, MVS either has 10 receiving yards or 100 receiving yards on four catches because he has always been... He's a nine route. Yeah, he's a go. I'm going. Yep. And three receptions, 111 yards. So And really, if you look at the Chiefs' schedule, they got a by this week.
0: Home against the Titans... And that's the weekend we're going to be together. That'll be a great Sunday night game. Absolutely. Jaguars win. Chargers, I'm saying that's a win. Rams at home. Then they have a three. They got to go Bengals. That one's tough. But again, Broncos win. Texans win. Seahawks win. Broncos win. Vegas win. Like I'm seeing one, maybe two losses the rest of the way. So again... Then all of a sudden you're looking at a team who's 14 and 3, 13 and 4 going into the playoffs. Again, just the the rest of the AFC just to me is completely irrelevant. Right. Like this is a two-team conference right now. Yep. There's the Kansas City Chiefs, there's the Buffalo Bills, and then as what was it like in Moneyball, there's rich teams, there's poor teams, there's 30 feet of crap. And then, then there's, there's us. like yep. there's the bills, there's the chiefs, there's 30 feet and then there's everybody else right like this just isn't even
1: close yeah. right it's, now. I feel like it's just setting up for an AFC championship Chiefs bills, which would be give it to me, please
0: please. please. yeah like if okay. I can ask anything of the NFL this year, give me
1: Chief's bills Chief's bills. For the AFC crowd.
0: We need that. Yeah, absolutely. We need that. Kind of like Dallas needed Dak to come back. Um, Again, was he a world beater? Absolutely not. Under no circumstance would people say that, oh, well, Dak was a, you know. But he just did enough. He managed the team enough. Get them back on the right track. This Cowboys defense, man. Mm-hmm. They're tough. Like, so far they allowed 19 points to the Bucks on opening night. Only 17 to the Bengals. 16 to the Giants. 10 to the Commanders. 10 to the Rams. Only 26 to the Eagles. And 6 to the Lions. I mean, those are some offenses that they have played. And yeah. this Dallas defense is absolutely...
1: Yeah, they're they're tough. They're playing good football on the defensive side of the ball. I still think it's going to take some time for Dak to get comfortable again. Um I think this offense is just going to take some time to click. But when you have a defense as stout as that Dallas defense is, you have time. You have you know 24 points normally is going to win you a game. And that's what happened.
0: And, and the thing with Dallas is all right, so the game with the Bears we'll get into a little bit. The game against the Packers no longer looks intimidating at all. Then they go at the Vikings on November 20th, short turnaround against the Giants on Thanksgiving. That that two-week stretch right there will tell us everything we need to know. Now, the crazy thing about Dallas is you're 5-2. and two, You're playing great football. Welcome to third place. Right. Because that division... Is stacked. Top to bottom. Anyone in that division could be
1: anyone in the NFC, period. Right. And the Giants have a very favorable schedule as well. We talked about that last week as as well. Um, so, if you're Dallas, that puts even more pressure on you to win like week by week. Almost every
0: game now for the Eagles, the Giants, and the Cowboys are must-win games. Right. Because you cannot count on somebody else... Slipping up. To slip up. Right. Um, because I is New York, not just the city of New York, the state of New York, granted, uh,
1: Buffalo. It, but
0: is that the football capital of America right now?
1: I, how, how could it not be? You have the Jets, a playoff team, a gi- the Giants, a playoff team, and the Bills, a possible Super Bowl contender. Right now, New York football went from a laugh stock to... Capital, football capital of America. Think five years ago,
0: if I would have told you that three of the best teams in football, I top half of football, would be the Jets, the Giants, and the Bills.
1: Yeah, the Bills used to stink. They're terrible. Yeah. nobody. Nathan I, Peterman, awful steak. And used now to stake. all of a
0: sudden, we got an Empire State of Mind here. Yeah, that I these New York teams just and they keep beating people. Yeah, it's not I and. Overall, man, it's not that their schedules have been easy, right? I they just they keep rolling, and I would love if we had like a New York Cup where like those three teams played each other, right?
1: Yeah, and not only that though, when you have the Jets and the Giants playing in the same stadium, I mean that's just it just makes it even more fun. That stadium is probably packed every single Sunday when it used to be a ghost Daddy. town. Yep. So, you know, kudos to New York. They're coming back. Brian Dable really a big reason for that um, for the Giants. He's just really the perfect balance of a coach. And, you know, the Jets are just playing good football. I think their defense is probably one of the best in the AFC uh, Zach Wilson still kind of don't really know about him But you know, give, give a lot of credit to New York And the success that they've had so far
0: um, I think the Bengals offense is back
1: Yeah I, Joe Burrow single-handedly beat me
0: this week in fantasy Like the first half of Joe Burrow Single-handedly
1: beat me this week in fantasy I had Joe Burrow on my fantasy team And I still lost to Crystal
0: We're not going to talk about that. Yeah, that was rough.
1: 481 yards, three touchdowns. I
0: mean, a very welcome sight if you're a Bengals fan. Yeah. Because this was an offense that had really, really struggled up until really last week.
1: Yeah. And the thing about the Bengals is is that, again, I still want to see more out of the Cincinnati rush game. But when you had so much success... On throwing the ball downfield, how can you not just continue? You had Tyler Boyd with 155 yards. You had Jamar Chase with 130 yards. You had T. Higgins with 93 yards. You had Hayden Hurst with six receptions, 48 yards. It was just a complete and utter domination from the Cincinnati offense. If this is the Cincinnati offense that we see for the rest of the season, this is a team, again, that we could see compete with the likes of the Chiefs and Bills when it comes to playoff time.
0: And and the thing is is even with these struggles, Joe Burrow's still on pace for 5000 yards passing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those teams again, there's that the season's out in front of them. Big Halloween matchup against Cleveland. Right. Panthers, Steelers, Titans, Chiefs, Browns, Bucks, Patriots, Bills, Ravens. Like that those last two weeks, Bills Ravens, I huge. Right. So but again, a very welcome site
1: for Bengals fans everywhere. Um, really quick before we get into anything, um, I know, Josh, this is a, I believe, a very, could I say, probably the biggest football week for you on Saturday? Yes. In forever. Like if I, I were look, I, to start going mm-hmm, I really mm-hmm, want you to shut up right now. Like that probably makes you sick. I hate them. I mean, they're number 3 in the nation. Yes. Tennessee playing you got to go to Tennessee. I saw today this is what brought this on. The black unis. Yeah. Okay. So Oh. Well, right. And so here's the thing.
0: The amount of money.
1: You said this last week.
0: I did. And it has increased exponentially. Yeah, their fans are doing an orange and black checkerboard. I hate them. <laughs> I can't stand. Like, I would, I would let the Packers go three and fourteen to get a Kentucky win in Neyland Stadium on Saturday.
1: The cheapest ticket right now. it's
0: like three hundred bucks.
1: Two hundred twenty-two dollars.
0: Yeah, and you have to go to Neyland Stadium. Neyland Stadium's a dump. <laughs> I mean, it's horrible.
1: I just wanted to, I wanted to like begin the rivalry roundtable with this with discussion. this
0: talk of this right. And so here's the thing about Kentucky and Tennessee football. So there have been two streaks in the Stoops era that have been broken: the Florida streak and the Tennessee streak for the really the majority of my life i i can count on one hand and not use all my fingers the number of times that kentucky football has beaten tennessee if we could like if there was any way possible and i don't think there is you know that that tennessee offense they're tough my goodness like kentucky is going to have to play perfect like absolutely perfect they cannot have a single mistake Um, if there was any way that Will Levis and the boys could go in and beat Tennessee, if that (laughs) happened Saturday night,
1: Christian, I cannot... I'm just going to tell you that, like, I was looking at the college football schedule today, Josh, and I was just, like, scrolling, and I saw the Tennessee black uniforms, and I'm like, I wonder who they're playing this week, and then I was like, oh, that's this week. Yes, I will tell you. There's not a better game on the slate on Saturday than to turn your televisions on to ESPN at six p.m. And I will tell you, Josh, that I think that ugly orange is going down huge a upset.
0: If, huge upset. If huge upset. If that were to happen, and here's the thing. It's not going to now because you said it was going to. <laughs> and like with my teams, you said, oh, there's no way the Packers lose to Taylor Heineke. No, no, this, Taylor one,
1: Heineke. this one I'm, I'm being serious on. I just, you think about all the games that Tennessee has played and it, you're just waiting for that one hiccup against now, that one I, I team. I will say they could be looking ahead to Georgia. Right. They could be looking ahead
0: to Georgia. You know, a potential... Like number two, number three matchup, possibly even number one, number three matchup. I, I, dude, I would give, I just, just about anything. I would, I would pay top dollar to watch you watch this game. It's going to be interesting because I am fully expecting them to get run, just absolutely run. I think that Tennessee offense, uh, Hayden Hooker is just, like, he's unbelievable. Yeah, like I, that Tennessee off. And the problem is, is they score and they score fast. Right. They're up tempo. Kentucky's defense struggles against up tempo. Um Will Levis should be healthy coming off the bye week. Um if if they are to if they were to win this game, the South Carolina loss will be amplified times fifty. Because what that would have set up would be a Georgia Kentucky showdown in Lexington for the SEC East. And that would have been unbelievable.
1: Yeah, that would be um, fantastic.
0: But, I listen, it's a big weekend. I hate Tennessee. I know. I hate them. Like, they were running trick plays up 30 against UT Martin. Like, what a bunch of scumbags. They're <laughs> cheaters. They're cheaters. There's NCAA investigations into them cheating. Like... They, they throw their goalposts into the river. Like, what a bunch of losers. <laughs> I I cannot stand them. Well, go Cats, but I'm fully expecting to just get absolutely hey, won.
1: Go Cats. Go Cats. Like I'm with you. For
0: once in, like, one time.
1: I'll, I'll roll with Kentucky football. I would for sure. love. Yeah.
0: Like, if that, I'm telling everyone right now.
1: If the Cats beat the Vols. I will cry. I will sob. <laughs> and there will be a quite a f- emphatic rant on this podcast the following week.
0: You probably. Yeah, if oh, I yeah. can even talk.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. But see,
0: here's the tough part. Avery goes to bed at like 7.15,
1: 7.30. Well, you know what? We so got like, to get you some like soundproof. soundproof something yeah, in the basement. Yeah, we got to give you like one of those padded rooms they have in like Prison so, almost, you know, like... It, yes, when
0: Kentucky <laughs> beat Florida for the first time, when we broke the streak uh, back in 2018, I was over at my parents, and, like, the, the game ended on kind of a controversial play where it was a strip sack fumble that Kentucky returned for a touchdown, and... I was like jumping up and down and you've been in my parents' house in the living room. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was shaking like I was jumping up and down, (laughs) like scream crying. That's a fumble, that's a fumble. We won the game. And then when they confirmed it, I just ran. I ran outside. (laughs) Like I ran <laughs> to the middle of the street. So anyway, th- this is a pro football podcast. Yeah, it is. Bro. I have another rant coming. It's a big weekend for the for the boys in blue. Yeah, go cats for like. uh oh, please. Yeah. Like I would give, I would let the Packers lose every game for the rest of the year. Like trade Aaron Rod. I want to trade Aaron Rodgers, anyways. But like I, I would give up this Packers run for a Cats win on Saturday. Yeah. Let's talk about the Bears. Alright, let's do it. My, we were both wrong. Well, You picked them. I w- and, and the picks. But like, you, we, I think we all had this sense
1: of... Oh boy. Correct. Yeah, when you're going into Foxborough against a defense of that caliber, against Bill Belichick, it against a struggling offense that only managed to put up seven points against the Washington Commanders... It is in the right mindset to think, oh boy. You're going to get whacked. I mean,
0: everybody thought it.
1: Everybody did. Now, here's what I will say.
0: What a two weeks for the Bears. Evidently, coaching staff met with all the players. Right. Evaluated all. Kind of a reset. Yep. A bi week reset. A
1: Fantastic. mini. Fantastic. Yeah, mini bi week reset. Right. And, oh boy. Have they found something? I'm going to tell you. So, one of the things that I listened to uh, on Tuesday was an interview where they said that they watched film of the Baltimore Ravens offense and how they implement designed runs for Lamar Jackson. And what happens on Monday night? We see designed runs for Justin Fields, one of them was for a touchdown. And we truly saw what the Bears got in Justin Fields on Monday night. Yep. You see a guy that... A true dual threat. Yeah, he is. I would... So, I would venture to say he is one of the most, like, quick quarterbacks. Yes. And just when he gets outside of the pocket and there's open space, it's a first down. I'm
0: going to throw out a name. I'm going to throw out a name. Yep. He's Mike Vick. I hope so. But, I mean, that's... When I was watching that game Monday, kind of a smaller guy. And I think, you know, yes, you can put in plays like Lamar, but I think Lamar is so much bigger. Right. And maybe stronger, at least can withstand more. But I'm watching that game and I'm like, that's Mike Vick. The way that he moved... Was able to throw on the run, make those decisions. Yeah, I'm like that's prime Atlanta Falcons Mike Vick, like that de- yep. the, the Patriots defense with Matthew Judon on the outside, like that's a good defense. Right, they had no answer for Justin
1: Fields. No, no. When you put up 33 points and could have, they literally could have put up 40. Yes, they took that knee at the end out of respect. Which I think was a good decision yep. in the long run. You don't want to be looked at as the team that just wants to... R-
0: trick plays up 30 on UT Martin.
1: Right. Tennessee, Correct. right? Yes. So, the play that stuck out to me the most was the 3rd and 10 play at about the 40 yard line when they recovered the fumble at the when they're 38 seconds to go. Fields drops back in shotgun, guy comes from his left, he steps up, guy comes from his right, he goes over to the right, and instead of going out of the pocket, he steps up through the pocket, and ends up running 15 yards for a first down, which then results in a Bears field goal to end the half, and then the next thing you know, it's 20 to 14, and this is now a totally different game. Um, I was just ecstatic to see what the Bears did on the bye week, and they all it was almost like they all sat down, they looked at Luke Getze, and they said, Hey dude, do you know who is your quarterback? It's not Aaron Rodgers anymore. It's time to abandon what you do. What you did in Green Bay. And it's time to design an offense around the guy that you got. And you saw it. I love the the run pass option where he takes a couple steps to his left. Either pulls it or hands it off. And then the protection goes one way, gives him that extra time, and that's when he stuck his foot to the ground and hit Mooney for about a 25-yard pass across the middle. That arm strength looked great. I I am going to tell you, Josh, I went from the lowest of lows when we played the Commanders to now, yeah, we're in a rebuilding year, but look at the NFC as a whole. It's not great. Right now, 3-4 and four is like... You're competing the, the, for the playoff. It's the middle of a pack. Yeah. Am I saying that the Bears are a playoff team? No. But what I'm saying is, they have an opportunity to be. I'm going to say they're not right now. No. Come week 14?
0: Maybe. Right. I mean, and the thing is, the defense played well. Minus the one drive where Zappy came in. And, I mean... I, I think we'd be remiss if, like, what is going on with Bill Belichick and his quarterbacks?
1: Yeah, what he did to Mac Jones on Monday night was literally put him in the worst position in the world. And then turn around on Wednesday and say... He's our starting quarterback. What are you doing? If I'm Mac Jones, I don't feel confident right now. No, And I think that it's not his fault, it's Bill Belichick's fault. Yep. You pull them out, You if you started him for that game, he was healthy enough to play that football game. Yep. Period. He was healthy enough to play the football game. And then you pull him for Zappi, who all of a sudden, I'm going to tell you, when they threw that second touchdown, I was like, or when they scored that second touchdown on that run, I was like, we're done. Yep. This is, we're about to get ran. But like you said,
0: the Bears almost as a whole put their foot in the dirt and said, we're done.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to tell you what, the defense looked about as good as they have all season long. The secondary, the Bears secondary, those young guys with those two picks, that brisker pick was sick. I was say one of the top interceptions I've ever seen. It was sick. That defense is flying around. You know, Roquan had a pick. Granted, yes, the news came out today. The Bears have traded uh, Quinn to the Eagles. Um, But, again, I think it's one of those, like, you had to do it. Yeah. It's a guy that hasn't really produced this year. Last year, the Bears should have traded him in the offseason. After he had his 14-and-a-half sacks record-setting season with Chicago at age 31, it was time to trade him in the offseason when you knew you only had one more season with him. Move him, get something for him now, and then, now, with that trade, the Bears are going to eat some of Roquan Smith's contract. Not all. I think they said like most of it. But so the cap space for the Bears next season is now $158 million. This team that is second in cap space is the Atlanta Falcons with $58 Like, they got money to spend. They have almost three times as what the Falcons have.
0: Here's what I'm going to tell you, too. Their schedule is pretty favorable for the next month. Like, okay, Dallas is tough. I think they beat the Dolphins. The Dolphins aren't, like, crazy impressive. I think they beat the Lions. I think they beat the Falcons. I think they beat the Jets. I think it's very real that going into that December 4th game against the Packers, that the Bears have a better record than the Packers.
1: Wouldn't that be crazy?
0: I mean, and honestly, if you had to make me pick right now who's going to win that football game, the the Bears are going to beat the Packers by two touchdowns. I hope. I mean, like, honestly, I mean... Everything clicked for the Bears. And I think this was like a. This was an appetizer for what is going to be for the Bears. You're not to the main entree yet. You get Justin one more weapon. Couple, Look out.
1: A couple good offensive linemen. And then I think the Bears, now with the trade, you know, when you trade Robert Quinn. Now you're – which you were going to be looking for a defensive lineman that – Right,
0: but you got that second, third-day guy. Right. That that really are the backbone of your franchise. Right. And, like, you look – all right, we've talked a couple of weeks in a row about how the offensive line isn't great, but look what Justin just did with that not-great offensive line. I mean, that –
1: Yeah, that was a good defense. He did – this is the thing, like – Everyone's like, oh, well, they beat the Patriots. No big deal. They're still not a good football team. Um, If you look, the Bears have been in every single game except for the Packers game. They've been in every single game. The Giants, they were a punt reception away from having a chance to tie that game. The Vikings, they had a punt to catch to tie that game. The Commanders, you should have won that game. You beat the Patriots... Like even if the Bears would have won one, like if you change that Commanders game from a loss to a win, and this is a four and three football team, we're rolling into Dallas.
0: What's what's interesting is that's the second most points the Patriots have given up all year. The only team to score more is the Ravens. But again,
1: look who look at like, that same sort of scheme, right? Then I Patriots think that that's. With. I think that's the reason why the Bears looked into that. How were the Ravens so successful against this Patriots defense? I'm going to tell you right now, when the Bears line up with a running back and shotgun, and they put a wide receiver in motion, you really don't know who's going to get the ball. For the first time in a Bears offense, are they going to give it to Montgomery? Are they going to give it to Herbert? Are they going to get, is Fields going to keep it? Are they going to give it to, you know, you have Pettis, who had that long run. Are they going to give it to Equinemius St. Brown, who, when he gets outside, he's a big dude, and he can run. Yep, and he can hurt people. And here's what's coming up, too. The Everyone keeps forgetting the Bears have been bit by injury with the receivers. We got Nikhil Harry back, and this week now, coming off the IR, is Byron Pringle, who, was when he was with Kansas City, was a dynamic fast receiver he is fast you add him now coming across in formation that offense is going to be a different type of team to stop and i think that this is the most excited i've been and i'm going to tell you right now there are going to be a ton of bears fans in in jerry world every year we go to dallas that place is jam-packed with Bears fans. Jam-packed. I cannot wait for set or for Sunday afternoon. Um bait I'm gonna tell you I looked at the 506 maps of the NFL. This is basically a nationally televised game. Yep. For the Bears again. You're getting the Bears on national television again. You get a deck who you you know, coming off injury, you don't really know, another great defense. If you sustain the success you had to get the against the Patriots on Sunday afternoon, the Bears might have gotten it figured out. And I think one thing, if you look at the wide receiver
0: guys who are going to be free agents next year, it's not that impressive of a list. However, if the Bears could land someone like a Juju, who's an unrestricted free agent next year, a Julio Jones, an A.J. Green, you don't need a Devontae, a Justin Jefferson,
1: or a Jamar Chase.
0: It'd be nice, but those guys aren't out there. Like, Nelson Aguilar is not that guy. Right. If you can just get another mid-level guy, the team's going to be dangerous, and dangerous for years to come.
1: In the arms of the angel. I want your take first. Okay, so... Because I'm irrational. So I watched the highlights of this game. and Were there any? I, it was an ugly game. Like, top to bottom. It was a horrible football game. Yeah. Um, but when you stop and you step back for a second before I really dive deep into the Packers... The The idea that Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers were both beaten by quarterbacks that were, in two years ago, quarterbacks in the XFL. Nope. Taylor Heineke and um, what was the guy? P.J. Walker from Carolina. Both guys were playing in the XFL. Who are now quarterbacks in the NFL. Who both beat... The number one and number two quarterbacks in the NFL. This like theoretically theoretically yeah, not right now. Um, but I just I want to know. I, I I would like to know what the offensive coordinator who I don't even know the offensive coordinator is of Green Bay. Do you know what's his name? I don't know his flipping name, but. Whoever it is, do you understand? Do you get it that you have A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones in your backfield, and those guys get like eight or nine touches a game? We'll get to that. They're, they're, what, what? What are we? Is that that's Aaron? Rodgers a- Aaron part. Rodgers c- checking out of runs and passing the ball? Because here's my take on that. What is your best recipe? For success get right now. Get the
0: ball to Aaron Jones and get out of his
1: way. Get the ball to your running backs. Let them drive downfield with your run game and let it open up your pass game. You don't have Devontae Adams anymore. You don't have those guys that open up the field like D- DA used to, right? A total rushing carries. Not. It, They gave them 12 carries that whole game. The Bears ran on the Commanders all night long. That was the most success that the Bears had against the Commanders were running the football. Like, if you're Green Bay, you got to be sitting there like, man, the Bears just ran on the Commanders. They have Montgomery and Khalil Herbert. We have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. We could probably run for 150 total yards between the two of them. Let's hand the ball off, Aaron. So then you wonder, as if, you, if this is true that you believe Aaron Rodgers is the one checking out of these plays, like at what point, as a head coach, do you say, I want a guy in there that's going to run my offense and doesn't just check to a pass every single time? Because Rodgers throws the ball 35 times and only for 194 yards. You know, everyone's like, oh, you you know, Justin Fields didn't throw for 200 yards. You don't have to. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to throw for 300 yards a game. When you have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon in the backfield, you need to hand the ball off to them more than 12 times a game. That's inexcusable. This game was won by the Commanders in the third quarter.
0: Yeah, so there was... And I don't know like if you saw the... Um, well, I know the, the fumble that was called back. Yes. The, the second defensive touchdown. Yeah. Like, I get technically what Darnell did was a penalty. But if that's going to get called a penalty, you might as well never play defense ever in the NFL. Right. I There, there was no interruption to the route at all. It was on the opposite side. It... What this team doesn't have is any mental strength at all.
1: Period. All right. I'm, I'm going to let you finish. Okay. So one of the things that I uh, what I saw. First off, Amari Rodgers can't hold on to the football if you glued it to his hands. That guy's a bum. I'd rather
0: have nobody back there.
1: Yeah. It's just awful. Um, I just feel like Aaron Rodgers looks disinterested. I just feel like he doesn't care. Like... And I, I feel like we said this during the stretch that the Packers struggled last year for, what? A game and a half? Two games? Where they struggled and we're like, oh yeah, Rodgers doesn't care. Rodgers doesn't care. And then, it, then he cared. But then with what he said... Like... Calling out his teammates... Like... For, uh, if I first off, Pat McAfee needs to stop kissing up to this guy. I know you want him on your show, but like, for the love of God, it's time to tell the man. Listen, you're playing awful. You're playing awful. If you're checking out of runs, you're costing your team a chance to win football games every Sunday. It's time to run the football, Green Bay. If you don't run the football, you're not going to succeed. You're going to have zero success. And, you know, we all... Th- I laughed at the thought that you picked the Commanders last week. I laughed. I'm like, there's no way that the Commanders win this football game. I No, no way. Aaron Rodgers is going to go in there and torch the Commanders. Commanders have a good defense. They do. That front four is Tough. However, I think the Packers have more issues than what's just on the field. I just don't think the the coaching staff and Rodgers get along. They may make it look like they do, but I, I, I just think that Oh, what's the what's your head coach called? What's <Sleur>. his, Fleur, Matt Matt Peter LeFleur. Matt LeFleur. I think he can't wait to get a quarterback in there that when he calls the plays he'll actually run them. I think he's excited for that. I think he's ready for Rogers to leave. Green Bay is not ready for Rogers to leave. I'm ready. I know. some people are, but the state of Green Bay will change once once Rogers leaves and. It's going to be interesting. But, all right, Josh, I've been waiting upwards of 48 hours for this very moment. Um, when I was in Disney and my mom was texting me, so my, one of my mom and I's favorite things to do on Sunday is root against the Packers. When the Bears stink, what do you do? Well, I, I always told my dad, I have two favorite teams every Sunday, the Bears and whoever's playing the Packers. That's how I was raised. You, you love the Bears and you hate Green Bay. That's just what you do. And I know that you gave me crap, but I don't think you're allowed to give me crap anymore because of your rant of Tennessee and how much you hate Tennessee and how you would root for North Korea, quote, that if North Korea played Tennessee, you would root for North Korea. So, I think it's okay for me That's fine. to root against Green Bay. When I got the text that the Packers lost to the Commanders, I was like, Oh, boy. Yep. And at that moment, I said to Crystal, I said, oh, the pod will be fun for me, not for you, but fun for me to hear. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dreamers of all ages, welcome to the rant of Josh Russell and the three and four Green Bay Packers. Can
0: I get the monorail?
1: Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas.
0: Thank you. We're going to take a trip in our favorite rocket ship.
1: Oh, I thought I on the monorail. I just opened the doors for you.
0: We're going to go back to last year. Since week 18 of last year, the Green Bay Packers are 3-7. and 3-7. and seven. This... It's... At this point, you have lost three games in a row to the likes of Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, and Taylor Heineke. Your wins this year have been an overtime win against the New England Patriots. A two-point squeak-out win against the Tampa Bay Bucks, who are horrible. And you beat the Bears. Probably the best game of the year. For the Packers. At this point, like you said, the problem with the Green Bay Packers is what is their identity? For legitimately the last 30 years, the Green Bay Packers have had a quarterback and the Green Bay Packers have had a wide receiver who that quarterback could throw to. 30 years. My entire life, they've always had a quarterback. They've always had a wide receiver. Trade Aaron Rodgers. Today. Trade him. You should have done it in the offseason. You didn't. He doesn't want to play football there. He doesn't. He goes on the McAfee show. And not just the stuff about his teammates. But then he says, Oh, well, and any of these people who are having bad thoughts about our team's struggles, like, they just enjoy being miserable. Bro, you just got beat by Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, and Taylor Heineke the last three weeks. Like... Take your ayahuasca trip and shove it somewhere, because you're on drugs. If you, he is. If you think that there shouldn't be concern about this football team, 194 yards against the Washington Commanders is pathetic. You have no identity on offense. What should your identity on offense be? Run the ball, Bert. Mm-hmm. Run the ball. Your top receiver right now that you have to throw to is Alan Lazar. You have had one triple-digit wide receiver the entire year. The one game where you looked good, Aaron Jones had 132 rushing yards. The other, so their wins, two two out of their three wins, they've had a hundred-yard rusher. The only one they didn't have a hundred-yard rusher was the Tampa Bay game, where there was only a combined total of 26 points scored. So your two wins where your offense looked serviceable. You had a 100 yard rusher. If that's not clear as day, I don't know what's going to be. The defense giving up 23 points to the Commanders, the Green Bay Packers only ran a total of 47 plays on offense. 47. The Commanders ran the ball 38 times. The Commanders almost had more rushing attempts than you had plays. You did not convert a single first down. I th- This team is absolutely nowhere. But again, I don't blame any one player. Is Aaron Rodgers a clown? Yeah, he is. He's, he's done. We should have either in him, Or he should have retired. One of the two. Because he clear like, it is evident to me now, he does not want to be playing football in Green Bay. He doesn't want to be playing football in Green Bay. Get rid of him. Right. You either need to trade him, or you need to trade Aaron Jones. One of the two. Because you're not going to be able to keep Aaron Jones. You're not. Like, unless you work some cap space stuff, you're not bringing back Aaron Jones. Trade him. Get something for him. You just saw the haul that the Niners had to give away for CMC. So, trade Aaron Jones, get gets something to start this rebuild process. The Packers championship window is closed. It's done. They have taken a Hall of Fame career of Aaron Rodgers. Like, I don't want to take anything away from Aaron Rodgers. He is a first ballot, surefire Hall of Fame quarterback. They have wasted his career. It That championship window for the Packers is closed. Thought maybe we had one more year this year with Rodgers. No, it's closed. It's done. They're no longer contenders. They don't have the weapons. And they have a whole bunch of egos on that team who have no reason to have egos. You got outplayed by the commanders. After getting outplayed by the Jets and getting outplayed by the Giants. I get the Giants are 6-1. That's fine. You can't get outplayed in back-to-back weeks. By the Jets, the Giants, and the Commanders, and say, yep, we're a legit contender.
1: You're not. And based, and you. one of the things I look back on, too, they almost got beat by Zapp, which Zappy looked great against the Packers when he came into that football game. Yep. But you almost lost that game at home, too. Yep. And really,
0: they, so they should have lost that one, which then would put you at 2-5. They really struggled against Tampa offensively. Like, the Green Bay Packers could easily be a 1-6 in six football team. Easily be a 1-6 in six football team. They're nowhere. Like, it's time for all of Packer fandom to realize this. This team is nowhere. They aren't good. Like, the first point that I have on our show notes about this whole thing, I think the Packers are just
1: bad. Which, to me, is crazy because one of the things we touched on in our preseason show was that this was one of the first years in recent memory that the Packers had a better defense than they had an offense. And it's showing. And it's... it's, I mean,
0: if you think, all right, this game comes down to really two things. Number one, Amari Rodgers, like you said, cannot field a punt. No. He can't field... If he fields that punt, the Packers win the football game. Because that led to an easy score for the Commanders. Well, subtract seven. The Packers win 21 16. The scoop and score play that got called back, killer. Killed momentum, killed everything. But again, it just shows a lack of toughness with this football team that's honestly predictable. Because they've let their players run all over this organization. And, you know, I, I, Aaron's done. His window's closed. He's not this superman. You don't see him make... I, I honestly wonder, number one, just how bad is this thumb injury that he has? And number two, the thing you don't see anymore is you don't see Aaron moving outside of the pocket anymore. And I wonder, so I think there's a couple of things with that. Number one, the relationship that he had with MVS, the relationship he had with Devontae to play that kind of like just backyard, I'm a right. scramble, roll out, scramble, drill football. You don't see the Packers doing that anymore. How much of that is no offensive line. Like this team is just nowhere. The, the Packers window is shut. It's time for all of us. As Packer fans, to realize the window is closed, and although the Packers' window is closed, my window of leading our picks <laughs> it's is open. just getting started, bro. Yeah. Um. Really, two good weeks. Yeah. For I mean a combined nineteen and nine last week for the LR Pod. Um. And really like the Tampa, Carolina thing, I that might be the most shocking pick from like ever. Yeah. This year. Um. Anyways, we're we're back. It's week eight. Um, and the Green Bay Packers are the biggest underdogs in the NFL this weekend. 11 and a half point underdogs at Buffalo and a little sneak peek Christian that line is way too small. We have the return of the London game. Yeah. This week so we right. wake up again right. all day Sunday Christian from the rising in the east to the setting of the west, we have NFL football we have a very interesting Thursday night and we have a Monday night thriller on the lake in Cleveland. Let's jump right in. Yep. Thursday night, Lamar and the Ravens are flying to Tampa Bay. Quote the Raven, "Nevermore." Baltimore, I don't see a way that they lose this game. I think Baltimore's Playing much better football. I think that Baltimore yeah. defense, defense travels. Going to give TB12 and the boys a lot of trouble. Yep. Give me the
1: Ravens. Yeah, I like the Ravens in this game as well. Um, I just, I'm kind of over Tom Brady. Yeah, I'm I just, done. I just, I think he's done. I, I see a lot of that in the same thing as we talked about with Aaron Rodgers. Just disinterested in the situation and uh I think it affects his football team, and I think the Ravens win in Tampa Bay. A game that I think we can officially say should be
0: shipped to to London London is getting shipped Shipped to London. London. Uh, The Broncos and the Jags, gee. Uh, but again it's football at 8:30 in the morning so we're going to watch I'm it I'm going to watch it like I mean yeah. you know but it's on ESPN Plus But yes but hey with Hulu Live TV yeah,
1: I got the ESPN We Plus. get
0: the ESPN bundle so we're all good there um but like I don't know on like I don't know I think Jacksonville stinks I think Denver really stinks Did you see what the Ross is doing like workouts in the, on plane? the plane that's weird <laughs> Like, they're officially now in panic mode
1: for the Broncos, give me the Jags. Yeah, Uh, I'm actually going with Denver this week, um, only because, to me, this is Russ's best chance to get this team rolling, and I think it's his last chance. I think that if Denver loses this game, you can see there's a chance... Nathaniel Hackett gets fired from Denver. I th- honestly, truly believe that. There is a very good chance that could happen.
0: Carolina and Atlanta. Um. Again, like these last two teams, you had Atlanta who's beaten the 49ers recently. You have Carolina with the shocking upset of Tampa. Um... I'm going to take the Falcons, but could easily see this swinging the other way.
1: I'm going to Atlanta as well at home. Um, I think Carolina just... It was not... It's not going to be something that is long lived there. Um, I don't think they have enough on offense to compete now. I just think Tampa Bay is just in shambles right now. But again, Atlanta's leading... Or has a chance to win this division if they can win this football game. So... I'm taking Atlanta. Um, Dallas and the Bears.
0: Uh, I think a really good test to see, okay, last week with the Bears, was that a fluke that you were able to schedule on a de facto bye week? You were able to take advantage of, or is this actually going to be who you are moving forward? Um, I still, at the end of the day, that Dallas defense is ferocious. I think that they will be able to scheme for Justin a little bit better Um, I'm going to take Dallas.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, definitely not taking Dallas. I'm taking my Bears. Um, Here's a really quick stat that I wanted to give in this pod. Justin Fields has more rushing yards than Leonard Fournette, Najee Harris, Alvin Kamara, A.J. Dillon, Kareem Hunt, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Guys stop hating on Justin Fields. The guy is good. The Bears are going into Dallas. As I said before, there are a ton of Bears fans in Dallas. Nine and a half. You're hanging nine and a half on us. We just put up 33 against New England. We are coming out hot. Another great game plan. Let's win this game in the second half. The Bears are truly a second half football team. The defense has only allowed two touchdowns total in the second half this season. Second half football team win this game in Dallas, and then all of a sudden, Bears yeah. could get we could get rolling.
0: Yeah, don't let the Bears get
1: hot. Yeah, uh, Charles's
0: Fins taking on Dan Campbell's Lions. Um, the Lions have really taken some steps back. The uh, beginning of this year is like man they're so close They just got to learn how to finish games uh, Here recently they haven't even Been in games to finish um, I'm going to take Miami I think big week for the Dolphins here Give me the Finns
1: Yeah give me the Finns as well um, I feel awful for Dan Campbell I really do uh, I was really hoping that this would be a good year for them um, But You know It's just not working out that No way uh hold on a second here, Josh, because currently you have Atlanta playing twice on our on our picks list. You have eight Atlanta against Minnesota.
0: I, I've messed this up somewhere.
1: Yeah. So I don't know who plays. Here we go. Real life pandering on the pod. Who is playing the Vikings this week? It's is the Cardinals. I think Oh, that should air- be A-R-I instead of A-T-L.
0: Yeah. Um, it doesn't uh, matter. Yeah. Again, so slight little thing here. We were without internet and <laughs> in modern conveniences at school today. Um, the gas leak thing. It's fine. Uh, I'm still taking the Vikings either way. Yeah, yeah. I think that home game win. Again, cross-country trip. I um, think that Vikings defense can be able to... Uh, kind of curtail Kyler a little bit Give me the skulls
1: Yeah I'm taking the skulls as well uh, Do not think Arizona has enough to beat Minnesota this week Especially in Minnesota At that beautiful stadium uh, The Saints are playing The Raiders. Uh
0: And this is a game uh, Some of these lines this week Have surprised me These next two specifically Vegas As a point and a half favorite in New Orleans, and the Patriots as two-and-a-half-point favorites going into the Meadowlands. Like, that surprises me. I do think that the Raiders come out on top. I think it's a must-win. Yep, Give me the
1: Raiders. Yep, I'm going with the Raiders as well. Uh, I think that this is a big game for them, a big opportunity for them to get right, get another big win, and stay in contention in that division. J-E-T-S,
0: Jets, Jets, Jets against New England. I think the Patriots are in trouble. I think they have been exposed for the frauds they are. They have a quarterback controversy. No one has confidence in Mac Jones, but seemingly they also don't have confidence in Bailey
1: Zappi. Give me the Jets. I'm taking New England. I think that this is a bounce-back win for them. I just feel like Belichick owns the Jets. I feel like that this is a great opportunity for Mac Jones to go out there, prove that he—he he has to—he is the quarterback of the future. Has a big game, beats the Jets. I'm taking New England and Christian. After a bye week, it is now time to fly, fly Eagles fly on the road to victory. I. Philly easily over the Mitchell Trubisky's. Well, Mitchell Trubisky's no longer the quarterback. You're telling me that Pickett throws another four
0: picks, they're not going to change mid-game? Uh, I,
1: I, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that they're not playing Mitchell Trubisky. I just... Like, the, the Steelers and the
0: Patriots both. So you had Brady for... 20 years in New England, you had Roethlisberger for 20 years in Pittsburgh, and both franchises can't make up their minds on who their quarterback should be after. Right. But give me the Eagles by a
1: billion. Yeah, this is the Eagles by a billion. uh, At home off of a pied week, just rolling Pittsburgh. Uh,
0: Cindy's Titans, did you see the renders for the new stadium? Looks fantastic. Listen, and if there is a city... That will utilize a stadium like that. It's Nashville. Oh, for sure. I mean, there will be Final Fours now in Nashville. Yeah, there will be Super Bowl in Nashville. The country stars that will now come and play that. I mean, that that stadium will not have very many empty days. Right. Period. Um, two point one billion dollars. B- that's with a B that, billion. That's a, that's a B. Yeah. Um. Give me the Titans over Houston. Houston is nowhere. Lovey's team is horrible. They're the worst team in the NFL. Give me the
1: Titans. Yep. Give me the Titans as well. Big win against the Colts last week. I'm going with Cindy's Titans. The Commanders hot off. A huge win. Uh, Now
0: invade Lucas Oil. A tricky game here. Matt Ryan getting benched. Like, again. And this isn't a... He's injured. We're gonna get it is a no. We are done with Matt Ryan. So the Matt Ryan experience in Indianapolis lasted all of seven weeks. And it is over. Give me the commanders. Ooh. Because I think you look at Indy, what's their best weapon? Jonathan Taylor. The commander shut down the run against Green Bay. Commander, shut down the run against Indianapolis. Give me the Commanders.
1: I'm taking the Colts. Uh, I, I think that this is a, a game that favors the Colts more. I think that they have seen what the Commanders struggle with. Uh, I, I think they're going to run the football. I think they're going to go on the outside. I think they're going to make it difficult for them. Um, I'm taking Indianapolis. The
0: Niners and the Rams. Uh, this is going to be a home game for San Francisco and L.A. Um, L.A. will have to go to a silent count. Um, and I think San Francisco, they've had a week now to put all the pieces in place. Yeah. I think you're going to see a very dynamic offensive attack. Uh, give me the Niners.
1: Yeah, I'm going Niners as well. Uh, I, think it is a, a, I think it's a home game for San Francisco. Really, truly do. I think that helps... Uh, I'm going with San Francisco.
0: Dayballs boys heading across the country. Taking on the 12th man at CenturyLink. Uh, give me the Giants. I'm taking Seattle,
1: Josh. The first place Seattle Seahawks. What a world. What a world that we're living in. Um, Sunday night. Oh, Sunday night. The best. Biggest spread of the week. Oh, Sunday night. The biggest underdog of Aaron Rodgers' career. Stand up at Pete's after Pete's talk. Clapping NBC Sunday night's about to happen. This might be a 20-point game. I mean, for those of you at home, uh, Josh has currently typed buff minus 20. Like, I don't see... Any world
0: that the Packers win this football. Like, you cannot justify reasonably a way that the Green Bay Packers win this football game. Like, there, there isn't one. There's not a single position that the Green Bay Packers are better than the Buffalo Bills. Not a single one. Give me the Bills by a billion and trade everyone.
1: I'm picking the Green Bay of Packers. Course <laughs> Can I go ahead and put them in as your lock of the week, too? To cover uh, the, I don't think uh, I'm going to do the. 30th. I won't do a lock, but, I mean, it's really working out for me so <laughs> far that when I pick the Packers, they lose. Now, isn't this the type of game, though, like this
0: year with the NFL? Like, you look back at a couple. Okay, so, like, last week you had Tampa 10.5-point favorites at Carolina. Milton, okay, lock-loaded Tampa Bay. Carolina comes out and wins. Then... Week before that, you really, I look at, okay, you had like San Francisco minus five and a half. You had Tampa Bay minus eight at Pittsburgh. Everyone's like, yeah, locked and loaded. No no doubt about it. Then week week five, you had Green Bay. Week four, I mean, you really didn't have like, you didn't have that in week four, but I think it was a little too early. Week three, you had Kansas City at Indianapolis minus six and a half. Chargers Hosting Jacksonville at minus seven. Week two, you had Cleveland, seven-point favorite. Um, I, like, this has been where big spreads go to die this right. year for the NFL. But I think this one, man, like the Packers just have nothing. The Bills have everything. I would
1: agree with that, but again... But it's
0: working out for you.
1: It is, so I'm so, going to stick with
0: it. Uh, Halloween, a little... Trick or treat on Lake Erie. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. So then do we start Christmas music on Tuesday?
1: Absolutely. I I am a I am a November 1st. I love Christmas music. Me too. Like, I mean, 939 FM. Yes. When I'm when I'm on my way to work, Crystal oh, she hates it. But I love Christmas music so much. Me too. So if I pull
0: up my Spotify right now, we are so... It's fine. I have one, two, three, four... I have five different Christmas playlists. I can't just have 30 days of it. No. I need 60 days. Yeah, I agree. I need 60 days. It's the greatest holiday on the face of planet Earth. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is is singing singing loud for all all to hear.
1: hear. And watching Christmas Vacation no less than 500 times.
0: But we got to get through Halloween first. Yeah. Uh, the Bengals look like I kind of think the Bengals have figured it out. Took them a little while to figure it out, but I think the Bengals have figured it out, and I'm going to take Cincinnati this
1: weekend. Yep. And I I'm taking Cincinnati, and that is also my lock of the week. I like I, it. I like Cincinnati minus three on the road in Cleveland. The way that offense played, uh, it, they just look dynamic, and I just think that this is a big week for them. I'm taking Buffalo as my lock of the week. <laughs> uh,
0: with that, thus concludes week eight. Um, little teaser for next week. We're also going to give you a menu preview
1: Ooh. For,
0: our, Sunday for, our, for our football Sunday get together. So we'll have a full menu preview yep. um, for that. So again, if you're listening to this, Prior to six o'clock on Saturday, please send the good vibes to the boys in blue. the state of Kentucky deserves this much less my fandom like I want to explain to you something. Kentucky basketball loses in the first round of St. Peter's. I hey
1: I feel you there. wait
0: we're gonna keep going. The Chicago even before that, the Green Bay Packers lose their first playoff game. Kentucky loses their first NTA tournament game. The White Sox were a massive disappointment all year. And then the Green Bay Packers are nowhere. Thankfully, I have the Colorado Avalanche Stanley Cup champs. But those four sport teams of mine have done nothing
1: but throw me into a pit of misery. Maybe a little... Hey... Maybe Saturday night we'll be all grabbing to Grove Street. Like, if, if, if
0: they win, I don't care where you're listening from, you will hear Grove Street blasting from my house. Grove Street.
1: Fuck! With that, enjoy the football this week. Bear down, baby. Go Cats.